Hi, welcome to By Design. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. We want to point you over to our website. It's bydesignpodcast.com. You can also follow us at By Design Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Woot woot. Yes. Okay, way, way to go. You got that all out in I like did one it. breath. Um, so I am really excited. We, uh, a couple weeks ago, just we just decided to take our kids. Kurt had gone to Memphis um, for the Martin Luther King 50th conference. It was the 50th anniversary of him, his assassination mm. in Memphis. And so he went to the Gospel Coalition uh, conference with some the, friends yeah, and, you know, learned so much and just, he loved it, loved it. Fell in love with the city too. And he came home and he was like, baby, we got to take the kids back. Like we mm-hmm. have to. And I was like all in on it. Well, then it just came up and we're like, you know what, let's just do it. We're, there's never going to be a good time. If you are waiting to do something fun with your kids on a weekend, listen, they might miss a soccer game. They might miss a baseball practice. And one day of school. Right. And we were like, this is totally worth it because we're going to take them and we're going we're gonna to meet them where they are because our kids love rock and roll. Mm. They love stories of people just because that's just the way our house works that we, we right. do a lot of talking about that. And when he got home and even this past January with Martin Luther King Day, we were, we've been trying to be more intentional with, um, you know, having our kids learn from other people so that they don't always have to have the answer, right? Like trying to mm. teach our kids because I feel like our culture, Everyone everybody's so they, proud. They know everything. We know everything, right? Right. So it's like, no, let's just shut up and learn from somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So... We've been like watching like The Butler and Selma and The Help and reading books, biographies about Rosa Parks and just trying to be intentional with our kids. Now, has mama still lost her mind on them? Absolutely. I do not want to like set this up as to like this <laughs> amazing like, well, the Felsmans really are doing like a perfect job because we're not. So just take that right out the window. Right. But we are trying to create a culture in our home of inclusion mm-hmm. and the fact that God has made all people and we need to love God and love others and mm. be intentional in that. Mm-hmm. So we decide, let's do it. Let's go. And friends of ours, one of the other guys who was with Kurt was like, hey, we're like, do you guys want to come with us? And they were like, yeah, let's do this. So we all dragged down to Memphis. It's only an eight hour trip from here, mm. which is not that bad. And um, we had such a great time and we love Johnny Cash. And I love Johnny Cash too. Seriously, it was so great. And to see his boyhood home, like where he was raised, it's only, it's in Dias. Um, it's just like an hour outside of Memphis, 20 minutes off the highway hmm. in Arkansas. And to see this town, it was like a town um, during the Depression. Hmm. Like it was part of the New Deal that Roosevelt was doing to try to like, you know, boost agriculture. And um, it was all swamp. And they had to like turn these swamps into fields. So the cash family show up and they have to like work these fields. And these are kids. When they're, when I read when Johnny was eight, he was able to actually then graduate to picking cotton. Mm. Like he was just doing a lot of the grunt work up until then. Like at eight. Wow. Right. And so, and then like his whole family story, like we watched the walk the line with the kids and just like learning about how this life was hard for them. They turned mm. swampland into a field, you know, and then they had to, Wow. they started with nothing, no running water, no electricity, you know, it's, this was a hard life. Hmm. And, you know, then we end up down in, in Memphis and we go to the civil rights museum there, which is so worth it. If you can't take your kids anywhere, it is so worth taking your kids to this. It's such a well done museum. It's right at the Lorraine hotel where Hmm. Martin Luther King was assassinated. And you end up in the room looking through the glass at these untouched hotel rooms from the night, 
of his murder. Hmm. And you see the beds rumpled and you see, you know, the coffee cup and it's just crazy. And like you're standing like two feet from where he lay dead hmm. on the balcony. And it's just so, it's really, really cool. And But they take you from the beginning of slavery all the way through, through the civil rights movement in the hmm. 50s, 60s. And so like our kids were able to see and really like get a good flavor of how hard it was for these african-americans at this time mm-hmm. yeah they had human rights but they didn't have civil rights you know and just the way um how poorly they were treated where they had the right to sit in a in a diner but mm. you know they would get beat up so just showing up they knew mm-hmm. the courage it took for these kids to show up at school to ride a bus to just do anything you know to show up anywhere it, mm. they were so much braver than what we give credit for you mm. know and realizing that and like we read one story about this girl. She didn't get home one night and she was arrested for just showing up where they didn't think that she should be there, but she mm-hmm. had every right to be there. She was a 14-year-old girl, African-American girl, arrested, put in jail. And her parents said the next day, she said, weren't you worried about me? And they're like, oh, no, we knew if you weren't home, you'd be in jail. This is a 14-year-old girl who stood up for her rights and she was respectful, mm-hmm. you know, that was nonviolent. Like this was part of, there was a violent movement. There was, if you learn all about it there... Yeah. It was just so incredible. And it just struck me like a 14-year-old girl. And like when Rosa Parks was going to school and she was being yelled at through the window of the bus going by from white kids Mm. yelling at her and jeering at her. She was six years old. Mm. You know, these kids are getting beat up at school at six years old. Like, and just realizing my kids want to complain about going to school. Right. Just like a normal day where they have all the food. All the opportunity. Right. They have... You know, and All yes, they're still mean kids. And you, so you are still dealing with mean kids. Right. But teaching our kids to be leaders like these kids. You know, like, you know what? You have an opportunity now to, yeah, you you may get called all types of things but what did jesus say about that right and it puts in perspective life and i think little kids can grab hold of that but we got to give them an opportunity right Right? and kids love stories like if you're telling them like you you're sharing these stories about other kids like that's interesting to them they might not care about mlk there's a great if you have younger kids it's at our it's at our library i'm sure it's at your library um sometimes they have them in the school libraries and it's the like who was or Mm. like about like people and like that's been really great for my my younger son, mm-hmm. um, but he he loved watching the help. And we got to oh. like explain. We would stop and explain why mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like why are they still working for them? I thought we didn't have slaves anymore. Like yes, but they were not treated equally. Mm-hmm. You know, and just having those conversations is just so important. And not just being silent about it because mm-hmm. that's that's the same thing. But I just realized like we're not expecting enough from our kids. You know, we have a whole generation of kids that we could be, Hmm. you know, expecting more from, like from hard work, like Johnny Mm -hmm. Cash, like, you know, just because we're called to work Mm -hmm. and, and to be respectful of all people, you know, and to be inclusive and to help and to be generous with your time and what we've been given, you know, I want to raise kids like that. Mm -hmm. So like, it was just another really great reminder for me to like be intentional and purposeful Mm -hmm. with how I'm raising my kids. So, so we get home. Sorry, I'm talking way too much. You're just like, like sitting there. No, I'm listening. I'm taking in every word. So, so we get home and, you know, life goes back to normal. And um, we went out for dinner with some sweet friends of ours this week. And he's a youth pastor. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this. And he, he made a really great observation because he's spoken at a lot of um, youth events and mm-hmm. 
um, all over. So anyways, he was just saying, you know, when he's speaking and he wants to say something really important to these kids, he'll say, okay, listen, I'm going to tell you something really important. Put your, put your phones down. I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They all do it obediently every time. And he's like, and they're, it's like they're crying to be mm-hmm. told something that they need to know. Oh. But I feel like, you know, he was just like, they're bored. Right. We dumb everything down for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You try to put things, mm-hmm. we don't want to make them uncomfortable or we don't want to, you know, they're working so hard at school. They don't need to have another job or, you know, they just don't understand that. Um, but they, they don't understand it because their parents, we shelter we've them. done that to them. Yeah. You know, not the fact that they don't want it. We just don't right. give them the opportunity. We don't give them any real meat, right? Right. So, so that they can stop chew dumbing on it things. down for yeah. them. You know, like these kids are smart. Daniel was 16 when he's taken as a prisoner to Babylon, mm-hmm. carried off, and he was leading. That's when he was fasting and he knew his God right. at 16. And if you're not going to be having conversations with your kids, and if we're not going to be having these conversations with our kids and telling them about the hard things in life, then they're going to be more more self-focused. They're right. not going to realize. Right. They're not going to be it's outwardly focused. It's a natural focused. consequence. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it just really struck me. Like, I need to expect more from my boys. I need mm-hmm. to be more intentional with our conversations. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he was he was saying, the youth pastor was saying, um, you know, they went out for, after youth group, it was like the last like year end youth group of the season. And, they were all out at Culver's or whatever. And he's like, and every kid was just sitting there in the booth on their phone. Mm. You know, like they just, it, our phones have just changed. Right. They could interact with someone right in front of them. Yeah. But instead. And the kids that don't have a phone, they're sitting there like just talking to the leaders because they got yeah. nothing else to do. Mm. And they're thriving. They, mm. well, they, they're, they're hungry for that, you know? Yeah. And just realizing, like, when when I pick up my kids, like, I, I've heard someone say that before, do not be on your phone when you pick your kids up from school. That that first, if you're in a car line or whatever, it sends a message to your kids, you know, like, without even realizing it. And that was something that I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize it. I know. You know, I want to tell you this weird story. A friend of mine was just sharing with me a story of um, a young boy that she knows. And her son was kind of like making, like he doesn't, this, her son doesn't have girlfriends or anything yet. He's just not there yet. He's a little younger in his mindset and what his friend does. And he was like, I don't understand why he has to be on the phone with her all day long. And then they, he's like, there's this thing called like duo or something. Is that like on iPhones? I don't, I I think it was that where they can like, you always can be seeing or talking to the person, you know what I mean? Almost like, almost like, um, like a FaceTime FaceTime sort of thing or iPhone thing, whatever. What do you call that? Skype. Skype, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess that they leave it on the like kids, uh, you know, they're young, young kids, maybe they're freshmen or something. They have their own phones and they have them in the room and they have their duo or their, their iPhone thing on. So they leave it on when they sleep. So they wake up in the middle of the night and they can see each other sleeping. So like, it's like what the boy the and the girlfriend, like the, the parents are believers. Like, I don't think they realize what their kids are doing. They're like inviting people into a personal space. So maybe they're not like having a sexual right. relationship, yeah. but they're having the uh, levels of intimacy that they shouldn't right. all because of the phone. Right. Like he's waking up and rolling over and seeing her sleeping and like all these things like, wow. Isn't that scary? I know. And you know what though? That's, this is phones, another, it's another it. reason why though we need to have boundaries like that with our kids. Yeah, take your phones away from your kids, put them in a basket. So Don't give them the opportunity. You know, like our kids have to, they have to be charging downstairs um, yeah. at night at nine o'clock. They have a curfew yeah. on their phone. Nine o'clock, it's got to be plugged in downstairs. Yeah. We've had a bit of this too, where like we are, um, 
we have like a little tablet, you know, yeah. that the kids can play on and it locks them out at a certain time or yeah. whatever. And oh, absolutely. we've caught them like when they're tucked in at night then because yeah. it lets us know if they turn oh, on. Oh, that's hilarious. And, right. There's lots of software So then they get like now. next the next morning. We need like to do I something like that. That's a great No, you were idea. on the tablet and you weren't supposed to be. And so I've locked you out of it and you're going to have more chores now tomorrow for yeah. trying to hide it. Yeah, because it's the heart, right? right. You're we didn't trying even, to deal we didn't with even go and get it. I just like locked her, locked it out on, yeah. on my controls, and then they knew it upstairs. And then the next morning, I let them know. Mm-mm. But it, it's like it, it's a draw for all of us. It is. Me and too. I, and like, I'm just I, as guilty. Get, get my phone out of my hands. My husband is seriously. I no, I totally get that. So this is the thing. It's like I I've been convicted as a parent. And, and it takes a village, right? Like yeah. we need to have people around us that are right. like-minded to encourage us to be the times where I'm like, what do I do? Like, remember the one mom saying, the charger is your best friend. You take the charger on them. Oh, like, yeah. you know, and right. just like those little, it's like, and she has kids that are older than mine and just like all this stuff. Like I, I need, I need parents ahead mm-hmm. of me. And then I need to be, our kids are going to be different because we're raising them as believers, whether they choose to, that's up to them, whether they choose to yeah. follow Jesus. And that's, that's mm-hmm. my biggest prayer is that my kids would follow Jesus mm-hmm. and live for him no matter what they do. Right. That's all I want for my kids. Mm-hmm. So how do I foster that now? And the thing is, is I've like my son who's going to be 14. He's only home for a few more years and not to discourage parents, but when they're six and seven, you've already, it, the culture's been set, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm noticing that thank the Lord that I've had great people in my life and to be able to encourage me to, to try to mm-hmm. do things God's way with him, but it's still up to him. And my job is just to try to teach him so that he can make these choices now. Cause now he's old enough. He's making the choices. I can't make his choices for him anymore. Right. Like what he's looking at and where mm-hmm. he's going, like, you know, who he's being friends with, just how he can at this point, hopefully I've taught him how you treat people, you mm-hmm. know, and how you love others and love God first. But mm-hmm. No, amen. and you just hold it loosely before God, and yeah, and we don't have. I mean, you and I, we don't have all the answers. Oh we make gosh. our own mistakes, but so like, let us be just your friend as we're learning. We're just sharing Seriously. like what God is, um, or you know what we look, what we see in someone else that they're doing with their kids or mistakes, like um, that I don't want to make with my kid. I might already be making half of them. Like, we're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're oh, trying sure. to help everyone. Just find. find I'm learning this alongside but, you, yeah. right? So. And that's where, though, I have great resources that people appointed to me, like that Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World mm. by Kristen Welch. I have to read that still. Oh, my gosh. It is okay. one of the best parenting books I've ever read. Okay. It's so... Can I borrow yours? Do you have I, it? Somebody else already has mine. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll, you can ask her for it. I'll okay. tell you yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then she just has a new one out. I totally meant, didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, but no, I'm like good. really excited because I'm halfway through it. And it's just kind of um, affirming where I want to go with my kids. It's mm-hmm. like for more like older kids, like raising world changers mm-hmm. in a changing right. world. And it's like, that's what I want. I want kids that change. Not They don't have to be like huge media sensations changing the world. They can change the world right where they are right now. By loving and including. And this goes back to what you're talking exactly. about with this whole MLK thing. And like, the, may we learn from each other yeah. and, you know, from each other's like joys and failures, you know, like that's what I've, I'm where I am now because people have let me in, you know, and told me and by the grace of God. Maybe you could also, I was thinking, I know you guys have listened to some really good messages from that, that whole conference that um, your husband went oh, to. Oh yeah, we'll like, share, let's share that like, link. a few of the ones oh, that are my good. Gosh, and so it's hard good. to think like, what, how does this relate to me? And do I even want to spend the time listening to this? There's a million you other do. things I have to deal with, but I know. maybe this will help you to love your neighbor better and to have a more open eye to the things going on and in the world. And if you're white like me... 
Right. Um, there's just so much that we take for granted just because of our whiteness. Not that it's bad. It's just the way of life. Mm-hmm. So it's is a really great light in on that. And yeah, it, it's awesome. I, mm. I just, I'm just so thankful that God has made so many beautiful people so many different ways, mm. you know, for my kids benefit and for his glory and for my benefit, you know, yeah. like it's like when you see it as such a beautiful tapestry, mm. like God's creation, like you were talking in the last episode about yeah. like the nature, you know, and just how that all points to the creation, like, and then how our bodies yeah. and all of our differences and cultures, it all comes from this gracious God. I just, I just really left struck the fact that we don't ask enough of our kids nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. we coddle them way too much. And so, um, Right. Not that we need to go crazy, but the fact that we need to give them some challenges. You know, we need to challenge right. them. Not every, maybe not every trip should be Disneyland. Let's do some like oh, real, gosh. some trips be that like build character. It something is, that lasts. Guys, our Let's family, do a little bit of Disneyland. Yay. But let's like time do and place. way more. Let's do it's real things balance. with these people. Hmm. And that's like, we're trying to be intentional in our, all of it. Let's in our parenting, you know, let's beings, lean yeah. into that. And hmm. it was just so cool. So anyways, there's, there's your little, if you have a summertime, you want to do a little trip down yeah, to Memphis. Thanks for sharing. There's so much there. Seriously. Yeah. And if we, uh, Sun never, Studios, we should maybe do another episode where we can talk about some of these things oh that you gosh. guys have been diving into. And, well, and, and God's stretching me in my parenting, you know, like yeah. I'm not doing it perfectly, but I'm really trying to be intentional. So there you go. Go get Kristen Welch's books. Mm. Links in the website, bydesignpodcast.com. Bye.